morning. What a great weekend, but what a great day yesterday, right? Um, what a great day. I, I love party hop, and I was going around to all sorts of parties and hanging out with your families. After talking, graduates, after talking with your parents, I know a lot more about you. <laughs> a lot more makes sense. Just like, it's like, okay, I get it. I get it. But also, I have to say this. After hanging out with uh, your families and your parents specifically, quite a few of you should be way cooler than you are. Right? So I don't know what happened, but you got to raise the bar because you have some great families. Um, and, and that was the day yesterday. It's a family day. But that's also Catholicism, by the way. If you want to understand Catholicism, you have to see it through the lens of family. And, and it's a crazy family. I mean, if you actually, if you just look around this chapel and you see the families, you're like, yep, it's crazy, all right? I could name families. And you put all those families together, it's a wonderful mix of all sorts of personality and all sorts of blessing and limitations and weaknesses. And all of that is welcome in the church. That's Catholicism. That's what the church is. And at the center of every family is a mom, right? So that's what we celebrate today. Congrats, moms. It was beautiful to see how proud you were yesterday. And I got to think about that a lot, especially during the graduation ceremony, because I had a lot of time to think about that. Because I kept looking at you, and then I kept looking out at the families that were in the stands, and I thought, there's a lot there. But congratulations, moms. Um, so some words about moms, because huh, it's Mother's Day. Moms give life, and we know that. But not just in some generic way. Moms give life to their children. It comes from the substance of who a woman is when she becomes a mother. It's not generic. It's not just life. No, it's life for this child or these children. It's so very personal. It comes from the core of who a mother is. And that's so beautiful. And it, it hits at every stage of the way. There's forming, literally forming in the womb. Right? You're giving of yourself, moms, from the moment you conceive. Forming in the womb. There's helping at every stage, this depend dependent little child who cannot live without you, totally dependent. There's helping as they grow, as they learn to walk, as all, all these things that go along the way. There's teaching, do this, don't do that. So much beautiful instruction with such patience and tenderness and kindness. Then there's also challenge because good moms do that to help their children grow and become who they're called to be. And moms defend. Moms will defend their children. Mama bears. It's a real thing. You don't want to get between a mama bear and her cub. You don't want to get between a good mom and her child. Threaten that child. Mom's coming after you. And that's a good thing. That's the fierce love that burns in a mother's heart. So it's all of that. It's beautiful and quiet and tender, but it's also fierce and strong and persevering. So congratulations, moms. Thank you. We can never thank you enough. I truly believe it's the most important vocation in the church to be a mother. 
Not that the other vocations aren't important, but we can't have any other vocations without moms. So thank you for saying yes. Thank you for being who you are. It's a wonderful gift, and I hope today is a great day for you. I hope your husbands are stepping up, right? They'll try, right? They'll do today for one day what you do every day, and at the end of the day, they'll be like, whoa, that was amazing. Wow, that was incredible. I can't pour out any more of myself. And you're like, I do this every day. And you probably have to do it today, to be honest, because dads try and then they mess it up and then mom has to come in and fix it all. So anyway, but that's beautiful. It's the beautiful life that we have in the church as a family. I want to talk about the church, though, as a mother. We don't hear that language very often. Used to, some people here will remember, my grandparents especially, um, remembered talking about Holy Mother Church. And we've lost that. We've actually lost that. I'm sure there's a, a generation, the college students are like, never hear that phrase. Holy Mother Church. Holy Mother Church. We should get back to that. Because everything I just described about moms in a natural family, the church is. And sometimes we reduce the church to, you know, there's different principles. The Swiss theologian, Hans Erzbaum Balthasar talks about all these different principles, the, the Johannine principle, the Petrine principle, all this stuff, Pauline principle. But at the center, the church is Marian. Right? That's why we honor her so much. She's an icon of what the church actually is. The church is a mother before anything else. And if we forget that, then the church becomes an institution. And institutions are cold and impersonal or they run the risk of being cold and impersonal, and they lose their heart. But the church should never be that, just an institution. The church is a mother who forms, nurtures, heals, teaches, challenges, and defends. The church does that. And in the same way that we should honor our mothers on this Mother's Day, Maybe we should stir up some of those same sentiments for our Holy Mother, the church. Because what a life we live. What a life we live. Where would we be without the church? You think, oh, I'll just be fine. We'll be fine. No, we wouldn't be. We wouldn't be fine. Look at the culture as it gets more and more secular. People are not fine. They're not fine. They don't know that they're loved. They don't know that they're cared for. They don't know where to go with the big questions of life. They don't know where to go with their pain. We're not fine outside Holy Mother Church and her embrace. And all she wants to do is form us, teach us, lead us to the source of life who is our Lord, our Savior, our friend. That's all Mary ever wants us to do in our personal relationship with her. You can sum it up perfectly in her last words in the Gospel of John. She simply says, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. That's all the church exists for, to be a good mother who brings us right to the heart of Jesus. And then we do whatever he tells us, and as we do that, as we follow his commands, then his life and his love fill our hearts we become fully alive. We become free because we know who we are. 
You know the whole, the, the, the church as a mother does something that all other good mothers do too. She prepares us for life and for mission. Every, every one of you graduates, your moms, if they love you well, and sometimes it's really hard to love well, right? But if they love you well, they're like, okay, I'm investing everything in you so that you can go and leave, that you can go out into the world, that you can be yourself in the world, have your own mission, live this beautiful life, not disconnected from family, but with a certain independence where you discover who you are. Your moms do that for you. That's the biggest suffering most moms have. This child who I held in my womb, who I raised, now I have to let go into the world, which is a dangerous place because we're not home yet. Our home is not here. Our home's in heaven and it's a dangerous place. But good mothers prepare their children for that, for life, in this world until heaven. And so does the church. So if you paid attention to the readings today, we have, from the Acts of the Apostles, we have Philip going out on mission to Samaria. What we don't have in the selection that the church gave us is why he's going out on mission. Well, Philip's going out on mission to Samaria to proclaim the gospel because a severe persecution broke out in Jerusalem and it scatters the apostles. And Philip goes in the midst of that persecution. He's driven out, but he's driven out in such a beautiful way because he knows the gift that he contains within him. So he is sent, even in the midst of difficulty, he probably preferred to stay with his friends in Jerusalem, but he's sent. And as he proclaims who Jesus is, we have some beautiful things that happen. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed Christ to them with one accord. Crowds paid attention because you know what? They weren't fine outside the church back then either. So they pay attention because there's a new message and they listened to what he, saw, what he was saying and they saw what he was doing and unclean spirits crying out in a loud voice or coming out and paralyzed and crippled people were cured and then there was great joy in that city. Great joy as we go out, as Philip goes out to proclaim. Graduates, you're gonna get sent out. You might not prefer that. You might want to stay close. But that's happening. It's happening for me. It's happening for all of us. But that's a good thing. We bring the gift that we've been given and we go into the world. And that world needs it desperately. That's why the second reading, St. Peter writes, always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope are you ready? Are we ready to give an explanation, to actually have thought it through and said, here's why I'm not falling apart, even though the world seems like it is. Here's the reason for my hope, a reason, not just a sentiment, a reason. I've thought this through. How do we know why we should have hope? Through our Holy Mother, the church, who teaches us who we are, 
and where we're going and why everything matters along the way. Who walks with us? Who loves us? Who heals us when we make mistakes? Who forms us and shapes our hearts and our minds? And who defends us and who sends us out on mission? So that's our call today. It's actually such a motherly thing. Jesus says in the gospel, I won't leave you orphans. An orphan doesn't have a family. We're not orphans. We have a family. It's the family of the church. It's wonderful and wild and weird. It's amazing to be a part of it. And you are a part of it. Not later, right now. Those of you who aren't graduates or students at Carroll, you need to know how much these young people bring to the church. It's not down the road. It's now. It's right now. People who have come into the church here at Carroll, it's almost always through their friends. It's not something I say. It's not something we do. It's through friendship. That's what's happening here. That's what needs to happen in every parish, in our nation, in the world. Young people, knowing who they are, knowing what they're about, sent on mission. You people, older, but young in heart, knowing who you are, knowing what you're about, sent on mission. The world needs us, and it's time to go. We don't have time to waste. We're not orphans. We're loved. We have a great father and a good mother. Let's live our family life strong and share that love with the whole world. Amen.